better place to live, to make the staff who work at the properties uh, happy and enjoy their jobs where they know that they're appreciated and they're paid well and they have good benefits and all of that things. Uh, and then also make money for the investors. You know, it's not a charity that we're running. It's a business and we are in it to make a profit. But I do strongly believe that the bottom line can be about more than just dollars and cents. A great book can totally challenge your conventional thinking and change your life for good. However, some of us just don't have the luxury of time of sitting down to read a book. But there are some instances in which we do have dead time. And these are perfect times to learn. So we can learn while driving instead of jamming to the same music on the radio or maybe at the gym. Well, now you can. Dwelling has partnered with Amazon's Audible to give you, the Dwell listeners, a free book. Yes, a free book. So all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash dwelling and download your free book. This will also be in the show notes. You can click on the link. And if you don't have a book in mind and you say, Ola, I don't actually know where to start with well, awesome, because I can tell you one to start with today. It's a quintessential classic. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So download Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that would basically just take your mind on a different spin. Of course, I'm always open to hear um, from our Dwell listeners. So email me at ola at dwelling.com. And then feel free to also give us a, a rating and review. This really helps us to rank better in iTunes. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantes. I've got Matt on the call with us again. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? It's been a little while you've been on the show. Yeah, it's been a little while. I'm, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. For those who, may, who, who haven't probably heard the first show, can you just tell us who you are, what you do, and kind of what you've been up to lately? Yeah, so I am a real estate investor, syndicator. Uh, and, uh, I'm also, since the last time we spoke, uh, I've won a couple of Tony awards for doing some, some stuff in the theater world. Congrats. And also, uh, I'm the author of this number one best-selling book called backstage guide to real estate. So, uh, yeah, I've been, <laughs> been a little busy since the last time we chatted. Yeah. A lot going on. Well, definitely don't want to hear about the Tony awards. So, I mean, can you tell us about that? That sounds really interesting. Yeah, you know, I, I don't remember if we talked about it at all. I think we may have touched on it the last time that we spoke, but uh, sometimes I'll work with my wife uh, together. We'll, we'll join forces and, and get involved in Broadway shows. That is what she does full time. That's also my background. I used to be an actor. I know we did talk about that on the, on the, the last time I was on your show. And um, so we co-produced a couple of shows uh, that are running on Broadway right now. Uh, one is Moulin Rouge, and the other one is David Byrne's American Utopia. And we were fortunate enough that uh, a few months ago, uh, at the end of the summer, they had the Tony Awards, and we won. We won two two Tony Awards uh, for a special award for David Byrne's show, and then the wow, uh, the award for best musical for, for Moulin Rouge. So yeah, it's really cool. That's awesome. That is super awesome. So how does you know someone in real estate? How are you able to kind of juggle both? you know, things we have a lot of folks who maybe have a day job and want to get into real estate and they're kind of struggling. So how are you able to win Tony Awards and 
raise equity for your, <laughs> you know, for some of your deals. How are you doing this? You're solely you're like a Superman. Oh, I don't know that I'm Superman, uh, but maybe I'm super busy, right? I um, I have gotten to uh, a, a point in my life where I've got some good passive income coming in from all these, you know, two thirds of my portfolio are real estate deals that I'm passive in, limited partner, don't really require any attention from me except for the initial due diligence, right? And the, the initial review of the underwriting and all of that, which is super important and that does take time. But then after that, there's not really any day-to-day -day tasks that go on with that. Um, and then one third of my portfolio are deals that I am actively running and that does keep me very busy. Um, the theatrical stuff is, is sort of the same thing. You know, we, 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 there are times when we're very busy with it. And then there's other times where the show's up and running, you know, there's a creative team that I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not directing any of these or, you know, I'm not like on stage. So, so a lot of it, um, it, it doesn't require a lot of day-to-day -day type of attention, which is great. And, you know, we've invested in shows. Um, and, and there's people who've invested in our shows and those are passive investments, just like real estate deals, uh, where, you know, again, you have to be comfortable with the risk uh, when it comes to Broadway, it's super risky. So you got to be comfortable with the risk, but if you can vet, a a, a, a show, if you can vet the people that are involved in it, um, that then it can be a really lucrative investment, but it's super risky. You could also lose a lot of money. So it's not, it's not for the faint of heart. You have to, you have to be a specific kind of person if you want to get involved in those things. But look, that's where my passion is. That's where my wife's passion is. It's something that we really care about. And we, we really want to see, we love the creation of art and the, the ability of art to bring certain conversations to the forefront, maybe create some, some change in society, allowing people to look at things through a different lens, through a different perspective. Uh, and also entertainment is important, right? So it, it, it's good. So for, for, for many, many reasons where we, we love getting involved in that kind of stuff, but my day-to-day my you know bread and butter, what I do for a living really is, is the real estate stuff, but having that, that acting background, you know, kind of colors everything that I do. Um, you know, the book that I just came out with is called Backstage Guide to Real Estate, right? No and the subtitle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, no pun intended, yeah. right? You know, I mean, because if you look at the cover, I mean, that's what it is, right? It's, it's, it's the curtains opening up and I'm helping people sort of look behind the curtain and see what's going on in these real estate deals and how to look at them. I mean, the book's really written for the passive investor or with the passive investor in mind, right? With someone who is a busy professional, uh, knows that real estate's a good investment, doesn't necessarily know exactly where to start or has started a little bit and wants to learn a little bit more um, because the book goes, goes through my journey from knowing absolutely nothing about real estate and shares the keystone concepts that I've learned over time. And there's 18 different keystone concepts in the book. So start, I start off early on, you know, with the not knowing what the difference between an asset and a liability was. That's at the beginning of the book. And by the end of the book, I'm doing air rights deals and 1031 exchanges. So more advanced types of things. And there's 60 different real estate definitions that I explained throughout the book. Um, so it's just a really good way for people to understand real estate, but do it in a fun way. You know, I could have made a really boring textbook 
but I wanted to make something that was interesting for people to read and had some humor and some fun. So by putting in my story from starting off as an actor and then working in digital marketing and then finally ending up in real estate, it takes people sort of through that journey in a, I think, a fun and interesting way. It's not, it is definitely not your traditional real estate book whatsoever. Yeah, because you have this range, right? I remember, you know, talking to you as well in the, you know, on a previous recording. So you you did a bit, bit of marketing, digital marketing, then you, you acted a bit, then you, you know, and then now real estate. So, I mean, I, do you think that range of activities has really helped you um, just in your life? I don't want to say, yes, it's a real estate show, but I don't want to say just in real estate, but just in your life, because you have this broad, uh, you know, and depth of, of, of knowledge based on all these activities you're doing? Um, I, I would say, yes, I've, you know, the, the reviews that are coming in on the book have been very positive. And a lot of it has been, Hey, this is a great resource for real estate, but also for life lessons. You know, I mean, I talk about a lot of things. I, I do get into the nitty gritty and the technical on the real estate, especially towards the end. But a lot of it is talking about, you know, the, those keystone concepts that I talked about. One of them is um, about being persistent. One of them is about learning how to pivot. You know, one of them is sort of real estate based, but just everything based. It's, it's you know, don't trade your time for money because you can always make money, but you can't make time, right? So it, it, it does have these sort of more aspirational, uh, I think, themes uh, that, that can be used in, other, in parallel industries. You know, I don't, I don't think it has to necessarily be a real estate, but I mean, it's definitely a real estate book. Let's, let's make no bones about that. I mean, it's definitely backstage guide to real estate. But, you know, the subtitle for the book is Produce Passive Income, Write Your Own Story, and Direct Your Dollars Towards Positive Change. So it is about producing that passive income. But then once you get that passive income, what are you doing with it? And what's your story going to be? And how can you write your story? I even wrote an article for Fast Company about that. That's important to know what you want to do. If, you know, let's say you achieve financial freedom. Okay, great. So now what, right? And so what I've discovered along my journey is what my now what is. And, and so I talk about that in the book. And then also that last part about directing your dollars towards positive change. I've always been involved and wanted to be involved in, in situations that are um, a win-win situation. So where we're able to make a uh, residents have a better place to live, to make the staff who work at the properties uh, happy and enjoy their jobs and where they know that they're appreciated and they're paid well and they have good benefits and all of that things. Uh, and then also make money for the investors. You know, it's not a charity that we're running. It's a business and we are in it to make a profit. But I do strongly believe that the bottom line can be about more than just dollars and cents. I think you can do well by doing good and be an ethical business owner and still make a good profit. And so I think that landlords have gotten a really bad reputation in the media. Um, and I am really very much interested in reinventing 
property ownership is a positive for communities because there are some lords out there. There are people who reduce services so that they can get their expenses down low and that's how they increase their NOI and that's how they make money. That's not how I choose to do business. I choose to do business. I still raise NOI, but I do that by being, being smarter, more efficient with my expenses, but also making the property better, making people want to live there. Um, and, and that increases occupancy. That lowers turnover. Turnover is one of the largest costs that we have. So we have tenants that are happy and they stay there. We don't have to turn the units over. That saves us money. That reduces our expenses. So I think that, like I said, there are ways that you can do really well and be a very profitable business owner and still be ethical and still do things that are good for everybody and good for the community. We like to do a lot of things that are good for the world, right? By doing environmentally friendly things. And again, I, I know I'm not curing cancer here. I'm just doing, you know, my own little bit. I, I, I'm not trying to, you know, say that I'm doing all these crazy, amazing things, but I do want to leave the world just a little bit better than the way that I found it. I love that. And a little bit is, um, is, is still a lot, uh, you know, it's better than nothing. So the other thing you mentioned was you've got two thirds, um, you know, of your portfolio in real estate on the passive side as an LP, but then you have the one third, obviously, of you actively managing. If I'm a new real estate um, investor or aspiring real estate investor, what would you say to me in terms of how to get into the game? Do you, should I go you know, flip a house, get active, get my hands dirty, roll up my sleeves, or should I jump on someone else's deal as an LP, invest, you know, 50 to $100,000 if I have it? Um, you know, what would you be your, what would, what would be your thoughts on that? I think, it, I think it depends on who you are, right? And what your personality is. Um, what I talk about in the book is sort of my journey along doing all those different things, right? I started off with a personal residence. And then I bought a piece of property and I built a house and that was a short-term rental. And then I did some fix and flips and I did some turnkey and I did uh, what's called a house hack where I bought a two family. I didn't know it was called a house hack by them. The name of that chapter is the accidental house hack. Cause I didn't even realize that what I was doing was like a thing. It just, the numbers seemed to make sense, but I bought a two family lived in one and rented out the other unit. Right. And then I finally found apartment syndications, which was my my niche where I chose to stay. And that's that's where I, where I am. But there are in, in real estate, there are many different things you could do. And I talk about all of them in the book. Right. And then I talk about some of the pros and cons of each of them. Um, and but, you know, just through telling my story and things that I found and the reason why I got into what I got into and the way that I charted out how I wanted to achieve financial freedom and then the types of investments that I got into and the things that I learned, because I learned a lot the hard way. Hopefully the book saves people some, some heartache. I mean, if it's up to me, I think the best thing to do is to invest passively in, in real estate syndications, as long as you vet what I call the three pillars I discuss in the book, right? So it's the sponsor, the market, and the deal. And the most important one is the sponsor. Who's that sponsor? So I, those are the things that, that I look at. And look, there's a reason why two-thirds of my portfolio are passive investments. Clearly, um, I think that <laughs> the passive investment is a good way to go. Otherwise, we wouldn't have all of, not all of, but a, a vast majority of, of my real estate holdings as passive investments. 
Um, but you have to be careful with the people that you're investing with. There's a lot of deals out there right now that I don't like. There's a lot of sponsors out there that I think are doing really risky things. I talk about the introduction of the book, like, hey, there's a lot of people out there doing things that I think are a little, uh, you know, risky. And that's promising you like 20% I... returns and, you know, 25 IRRs and, yeah, we, we see those two. As a syndicator, I just like scratch my head. Like, is this guy is maybe an absolute fool or, <laughs> or he's lying? But it's not only that, Ola. I mean, I see people who have a more conservative or more, you know, traditional, let's say, return. But if you dig into the underwriting, you look at the exit cap rates, you look at the rental growth, you look at the, exp- the, the stuff that they're doing inside of the deal, uh, I think make it more aggressive than conservative. So you may have two deals, uh, you know, Ola, you may have a deal with an 80% return and I may have a deal with a 100% return. Both are within the norm. So to an ordinary person, hey, they're going to invest with me. I have the 100% return. But maybe I've got rent growth forecasted at 30% every year for the next 10 years, which is probably way too aggressive. And you've got yours at 2%. But if people don't know to look at that, they don't understand. And this is the basic mechanics of it. It's not nothing in, in this book is too, too heady. But if they don't understand just that little one layer deep kind of stuff, They don't know. And I didn't know those things when I got involved too. You know I mean? It's like until you know, until you know, you don't know. Right. And so, or you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. That's right. You don't know what you don't know. You see, you don't know this. It's a, it's a, this, this book will, will make sure, you know, (laughs) I can keep going on a number. We definitely, definitely dwelling towards the end and definitely dwelling into the quick rounds. Is that going to be quick questions, quick answers? You ready, sir? I'm ready. First question, you you know got this question before. What makes you Matt unique? Um, what is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next guy or the next girl? I love adding value. Second, you know, yeah. Second question: What was the last book that you read, and what was the one thing you picked up from the book? Oh, uh, besides Backstage Guide to Real Estate, I read here, The One Thing by Gary Keller, which was just like, the thing I really got from it was like, it's impossible to multitask. This is not possible. You need to focus on one thing at a time. Yep, yep. Final question. What do you do for fun these days? For fun? Well, uh, now that I've been, you know, the book is launched and I can sit back and relax because it, it just it just launched. Um, I'm going skiing with my family next weekend. I love skiing. Uh, I didn't I didn't. My wife was an avid skier. I grew up in Florida, so I'd never skied before until I met her. And now I ski and now we have a, two little kids. My youngest one just turned five and she's awesome on skis. Wow. So uh, we're, we're all going to go skiing as a family next week. Nice. So backstage to real estate, where can folks get the book? It's, it's available everywhere that books are sold. But the best thing I think to do is to go to my website. I'm sure you'll put a link to it in the show notes, but it's pacheni.com. I'll spell it real quick. P like in Peter, I-C-H-E-N-Y.com. There's a link to the book there. You can read all about the book there. Uh, I also have a newsletter with tons of great information and a blog where yeah, like I said, I'm all about adding value. There's just tons of free real estate resources on the website. So pacheni.com, go check it out. Matt, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me back on. You may have heard the phrase, there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. 
Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, or a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellers. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com. That's bestevershow.com.